Hello and welcome back to the Hungry Mexican Podcast. Today on the show, we have a country music star, a pioneer in her own right. She brands herself as the first Latin country music artist. And the road to where she is today has not been an easy one. She has quite the story to tell. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Dianya. DJ, roll that music. Diana, thank you for joining me in The Hangry Mexican. Um, you are the first Latin country artist. Can you explain that? How are you the first? Yes, so it took a, about a year of me researching this to make sure that I am the first. Um, it's, it's due to, I was raised Puerto Rican since I was three. Actually, I thought I was Puerto Rican until I found out that my real father is from Spain. Um, I've researched, there are about six, um, Mexican Americans who do country music. They sing, um, in Spanish, you know, con todo español, no inglés. And then, uh, and then somebody had brought up Linda Rodstad and she's Mexican Irish, <laughs> did my homework. So, um, yeah, it, it just falls into place where I get interviewed, like, you know, people like you who say, how, how am I? Latin. Well, I'm not Hispanic. And so that's where it kind of ties in. They're more Hispanic country. Um, but that gives me the way of using Latin country. Yeah. So yeah, I had to really <laughs> yeah. research that one. But but you know what, everyone that I talked to about it, uh, who is Hispanic, is very happy. Very happy that I'm paving that, making the way and opening the doors for it. So yeah, exactly. Well, and you have a lot of uh, Grammy Award winners in I, your band. Yes, I do. Um, we have Alberto Lopez, who is my producer, and he is a Grammy winner for the cartoon Rio. Uh, he did the music for that and, and other things. And yeah, we have Simon, who's my bass player, and he's he's done really well in music. And everyone that we have has pretty much noted for something in music. So yeah, I'm pretty excited and pretty proud. Yeah, <laughs> no, and you're, you're going on tour with them uh, pretty soon. Uh, right. Pretty soon, yes. We okay. So we, um, I'll let you know a little bit of how I thought of Latin country. Okay, is that good? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Let's so do that. I was um, listening to the Zach Brown Band, mm. and they have their song mm -hmm. "Adios y Vaya con Dios." Yeah. <laughs> Did that right? And I was just like, wait a minute, that's that's Latin and country. And then I thought, okay, let me research that more. And then I wrote a song called "Andale Yeha," Latin country. So. Um, and you know also the verbiage in it i had to make sure that it was proper spanish to keep the latin country going um and so uh we have another song coming out that's the same thing it's got a spanish and an english and we we incorporate that and make it kind of a spanglish song but it's it never been done before so i'm really excited and again thank you th thank you zach brown band for giving me that idea so yeah, <laughs> yeah it's pretty awesome well and i imagine it's really important for for you and, and for your roots to have music like this yes was there a point in time when you thought eh, you know let me just stick to the english only type of singing yeah um so i've i've been in music since i was 13 years old i started off with the gospel messengers i did some songs with them and then um mostly gospel a lot of gospel um and then i went into rock and and everything else um even rap i did hooks for many rap artists snoop dogg a lot of people in the 90s um and then they started to incorporate i did a song called aquí estamos 
aquí estamos. And I was like, wow, they should do some like Latin and rap. And then it was done. And I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute. So, you know, when the, um, when everything started happening with uh, Cardi B and all of the different Spanish coming in, it was, it was inevitable that it would hit country. And so that's when I just went, oh, that's, you know, the first Latin country music award goes to. <laughs> it just sounded really good. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So then when did you um, start making that transition into, okay, this is the type of music that I'm going to be doing? As opposed to anything else. I mean, has it always been country? No, 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 no. Like I said, I started off gospel, which is interesting because a lot of people in country said, you know, you start gospel, you end country, right? (laughs) So, um, no, it's it's not as easy as people think it is. I mean, to I wrote a song called Rubberneck and um, I put eres in it. You know, just to keep the Latin country. And plus, I'm Latin and I'm singing country, right? Um, and then we did a song, um, You Got Some Nerve, about online dating. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> and I, I add adios. Um, my new song, Hands, is coming out. So I'm like, okay, I got to keep Latin country more. Because Rubberneck Rock, it hit over 700,000 hits, you wow. know? And it's like, okay, that's rock. That's country rock. I need to go back and kind of reel it in. So my new song, Hands... Uh, the second verse brings in this beautiful Latin guitar again. And it starts off, he was born at Ranchero like his father's before from the years of working hard, his hands are callous and sore. So it goes into the Spanish again, you know, the Latin country. Um, I will be going in two weeks to El Paso, Texas. Mm. Um, I have the opportunity and I'm so excited um, to get a band from a Latin, uh, Latin music award winner. Um, female artist she's letting me have her band for the day wow and I found out part of her band actually toured with Zach Brown which is really (laughs) kind of full circle yeah so um, so we're going to use the horns and my song Rubberneck we're going to redo it in the cumbia oh very nice (laughs) that's going to get a lot of people dancing it is and that's what we want we want to make sure that the crowd you know we have some songs that keep you know everybody on their feet yeah you know? well, well i mean andale yeehaw that really keeps people on their feet and, yeah mm-hmm. it, it's interesting because i've never line danced ever <laughs> i watch it but i'm one of those people i can't play the tambourine and sing at the same time it's either an instrument <laughs> or vocal and so um i just thought okay let's do uh two step and then i went okay cha-cha so i had to do two um dances of you know country and then i went into the cha-cha and it was like okay if i can do it anyone can do it (laughs) and so we did it at the 20th anniversary for the news camp and i was just so happy to see everyone get up and do it i really was it was like I, I was almost in tears because I thought, wow, this is going to work. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was that was that the uh, first time that you've uh, performed that song live? No. Um, we actually performed it. Um, I We do a camp um, in June, and it's for the Glendale Tennis Camp, and it's for kids with Down syndrome. And some of the kids from there are from the show Born This Way. Mm. Yeah. And so we tried it there because those kids love to dance, those little darlings. <laughs> So I, every year I, I volunteer for this charity and I, um, I did on the Leiha and they were all dancing. It's actually on my, um, on the Leiha challenge. 
I have a challenge going out now okay. for people to do. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yes. So I would love it, people to do the Andale Yeehaw dance, the line dance, um, and then do hashtag Andale Yeehaw challenge to see how many people can uh, do it, be creative about it. Um, we actually did it for a bank. They were half UCLA and USC. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was a party and it was really, really cool. So you'll see that on the challenge. I did it with Shrek at... Uh, um, where was it? I think Universal Studios. Okay. I went up to Donkey and I said, hey, you guys do the Andale Yeehaw. And he goes, Andale Yeehaw. <laughs> and Shrek came out and did it with me. I did it at um, uh, just this Christmas at Disneyland. And we got the Nightmare Before Christmas cast to do it. Wow. So that's actually on the hashtag Andale Yeehaw Challenge. Okay. And uh, people can find this on Instagram and Facebook? Yeah. If you go on my Instagram, D-I-A-N-N-A, under, what's the underdash? Underscore. underscore latin underscore country that's my instagram and then you go into my link tree and you'll see them oh, yeah perfect yeah yeah we're gonna have to check that out yeah yeah it seems like a lot of fun so we're gonna try and get uh a lot more folks to to do this uh andale yeehaw challenge because the i mean the song i saw the music video and that was uh, that's an awesome music video. You did the Thank the you. Spanish version and the Spanglish version, right? Uh, but something interesting was just the whole filming process. Oh. Maybe you can talk a little bit about that because I know it was an exhausting day. I bet it was. We started off, I think, about seven in the morning, and we ended after midnight. It was um, it was pretty exhausting because I had to dance through the whole thing. They actually did a lift, kind of like Dirty Dancing, where they did the lift on her. So my arms underneath had bruises everywhere the next wow. day because I had two big guys. Mark Martinez is amazing. He's a choreographer, and he actually helped me with the Andale um, line dance for the video. We did it at Fonco Studios. And um, Fawn Davis owns this amazing studio out there where they work on movies, Pirates of the Caribbean, any movie you can think of, commercials, uh, the Danny Trejo Lipton iced tea commercial where he's a little clay guy. They work <laughs> on all that there. Um, so we, we built a room and I'm talking probably the size of the room we're in now. So how big is this? <laughs> a little bit bigger. <laughs> probably like 10 feet by yeah, 10 yeah. feet. <laughs> That's what it felt like. But we had a lot of people in there, a lot of lights. And it was just, uh, you could see my hair at the beginning, fluffy and beautiful. And <laughs> you could tell it's kind of like <laughs> a little bit, a little bit falling out of curls. But it was, it was a, a pretty interesting day because we had to incorporate the Spanish and then the English. So it was two videos in one day. So how did you accomplish that? The, the Spanish version and the Spanglish version? How was that shot? Okay, so pretty much... Every verse that was in Spanish, because if you listen to the Spanglish one, um, those, you know, uh, verses um, kind of stay the same with the music. And then the dancing, boot, scoot, two, step, cha, cha, andale, yeehaw, that's all the same. So luckily we didn't have to do all that over <laughs> again. But um, I had to make different words instead of uh, sipping margaritas together. We had to change that. So we had to change the margarita bar scene. <laughs> you know just to make it into the spanish yeah. version um and that was really interesting too because it's not the same when you change it from english to spanish it's not the same story but it has to be in the storyline yeah so that was learning <laughs> it's a lot of learning for me yeah. yeah well and a lot of dancing too it's a lot of dancing um again like i said the dress i had on was pretty heavy 
because we had just rhinestoned it out. I had on like four inch cow cowgirl boots. <laughs> And those were really comfortable at the beginning of the day. And at the end of the day, I just wanted to throw them away. (laughs) (laughs) They're actually sitting by my microphone at home. And I just, every time I walk by, I'm like, oh yeah, these boots ain't made for walking. (laughs) Oh man. But that that must've been a fun experience at the end, would you say? Yeah, it was great. I mean, the, the the thing about it is the first video I had out, um, I, I also was looking at other country artists and, some of them, I don't want to get it wrong, I think it was Brooks and Dunn, um, they didn't make it until they put a line dance in there. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like everyone went nuts. And I thought, you know what, I want to come out with a bang. You know, I've learned from everyone. Uh, like I said, I did a lot of research. I watched the PBS special, like I told you, that had a, it was called Country Music. Amazing uh, thing to watch. I don't remember how many episodes, I think eight episodes of how wow. country started until now and um and i've learned from that i learned what people love i learned what makes people go or you know really um grasp towards music so the line dance was just a no-brainer oh <laughs> yeah well and uh well through the experience of doing country music and also watching this documentary mm-hmm. so what are some of the things that you learned that you shouldn't do in, in, in when when you're a, a country music artist. All right. Well, well, times have changed. I'm I'm hoping times have changed. And again, I said I'm going to Texas. Um, I I saw the whole Willie Nelson thing, and he said, you know, it was really hard to really push himself out to Nashville because he started in Texas, and then Nashville was kind of like, oh, you know, wasn't they weren't as inviting. So I thought, okay, well, let me. I started in Nashville, all y'all, letting you know. (laughs) I wrote Rubberneck, and and you got some nerve, and we recorded. We started the recording in Nashville. Um, So I always put Nashville to California. Um, Texas, um, again, no-brainer. I just, I I really want to get into the Latinos and everyone there. Um, And so I just just think, I was listening to Shania Twain's uh, producer, and he had said, you know, we did a lot of songs in Austin, Texas, even though we said Nashville, you, you know, and he was just like, but, but still we're all part of country. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I kind of grabbed onto. I, I hope we changed. I really do. It doesn't, I, I don't think it's, it's a song, you know, it's my kind of country, Luke, Brian. It's like, you do your kind of country. We do our kind of country. I do my Latin country. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I hope that, you know, wherever I wrote it doesn't, you know, make people not feel the country in it because it's it's all country yeah and um these songs that 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 you sing that you perform that you write the uh, you know in country music they say at least i've heard that you you have to live that experience to sing about it or write about it right do you do you feel that that's true oh my goodness okay so i am so happy to be writing country music because everything's a story. I have been through so much in life. I mean, I went, I was in, you know, in a crazy, crazy home growing up. And then I ended up in foster care. And then I ended up in a crazy marriage, um, widowed at 27. Um, just so many things that went on in my life, things that I've seen that nobody else should see in their whole life. Um, so just to express it, when Alanis Morissette came out, I was really happy. Cause I wrote some crazy songs and now that she's coming out again, Hey Alanis, I got songs for you. Um, but it's, it's just rubberneck. I was at stagecoach 
and I saw all these guys just turning their heads at every single girl that walked by. And so then that's the song, you know, when a girl walks by, catches his eye, rubberneck, rubberneck. <laughs> so I wrote that song literally at Stagecoach. Wow. Um, yeah. And then the online dating, I have friends that are dating all the time and they're telling me all their stories and I'm like, okay, I got to write a song. You know, I ain't going on match dot wrong no more. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think things in my life, things in other people's lives, um, become my songs. So watch out people. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, all right. Well, let's talk actually a little bit about the, the songwriting process. Yes. Uh, do you find like maybe some of these songs just kind of flow out of you? Or does sometimes do you kind of uh, bump into, I mean, I don't want to say writer's block, but. Um... No, I'm a Gemini and I write with both hands. <laughs> I'm constantly. It is. It's insane. Um, I have a notepad with me in every purse I carry. Uh, my phone has got so many little recorder things on it. Uh, I just, uh, driving the other day, a song popped up in my head. Um, when somebody says something, uh, Dolly Parton had mentioned something one time um, on that country music thing. And I don't think she realized that what she said, a lot of songwriters speak in song mm. and they don't realize it. I actually have my manager, when, whenever we have a meeting, he'll sit there and go, you just did it again. <laughs> And it's it's the beginning of a song. So it, it's really interesting. And I, that's why I love to watch and listen to like bios of songwriters because they're actually saying things that could be a song. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you went from gospel music to country music, did mm -hmm. you find that transition a hard transition or is it pretty smooth for you? No, it's interesting. When I did Hands, um, it was supposed to be released last year. And we brought it to a big music company and they said, okay, now we need the song in gospel. This is a gospel song. She literally wrote like a gospel song. And so I was listening to it because the way I started hands is I was on my way um, back home from Nashville and I saw this older man's hand and this young, I actually sang it for you guys <laughs> at the 20th anniversary. Yes, I did. Um, anyway, a little kid just put their hand on their grandpa's hand. And I was like, wow, you can tell the life he lived in his hands. And that's boom. Wow. I just started writing on the plane and, um, and that's in their hands. There's peace and understanding, a love that's everlasting, you know, and it's, that's when gospel was like, wait a minute, this could be a gospel song too. So now it's going in gospel. Um, I'll, I guess a contemporary adult wants it now. Wow. And country. So now I'm putting it out three ways um, to, you know, catch, capture different audiences for it. So it's, it's pretty amazing. I think I went back to the gospel without knowing I went to gospel, but it's still in there. <laughs> it's still in, I can still be safe. No, that's good. I no, wasn't safe. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. And just for everybody listening, uh, we've mentioned Camp News, which is, uh, yes. uh um, a boot camp for aspiring journalists is yes. what I like to say. Uh, there's all this crazy breaking news scenario and, uh, you know, the kids just kind of, uh, uh, try and, uh, be the reporter for the day. And, and we got, uh, mentors that are, um, 
in the news industry that come in and help these these college age kids. But they yeah, they just recently celebrated the twentieth anniversary. So you were there. Hal Eisner, yeah. thank you, Hal. He got a hold of me and he said, Hey Dianya, we need a band. We got a twentieth <laughs> anniversary and I was like, Okay. But yeah. So yeah, it's and- pretty good. We'll feed you and that's all. Sorry. <laughs> but that was okay. They they again, like I said, it was just amazing to see and to know that people were loving it so oh yeah yeah yeah. and i can tell you uh, definitely like after the fact uh the following day people were still talking about it um (laughs) thank you thank you all hal sent me the frame um of what you all wrote and it was just they were beautiful right in fact i told him send me the original because it was blurry and i was just in (laughs) tears i people signed things for me and yeah i was like wow just blown away thank you so much yeah yeah and you know one of the things that that i found interesting um at that performance, you, you mentioned something about writing, uh, and I'll let you tell the story, but you mentioned something about writing a song for somebody, but you were told, this is probably a better song for you. Yeah, so I won't <laughs> name names, but I will, yeah, I wrote a song for Shania Twain, um, You Got Some Nerve, and then a person very close to her um, had told me, you know, I said, yeah, I just wrote this song for Shania, I was talking to her manager, and he's, you know, now she's doing her own thing now, and she really wants to get her songs and so um, they just looked at me and said, do it yourself. That's a great song. I mean, you're a great writer. You should do it yourself. And so in my mind, I thought, okay, you know what? It's Shania-ish. And the great thing about it is I'm getting all of these things on Instagram and Twitter and everything going, you're the next Shania Twain. You could do... My email is Shania D3. Okay. So my email is Shania. I used to do shows of Shania and incorporate her songs in my shows. So... Um, so to me, you know, that that's thank you all so much because, you know, I couldn't ask for a better, you know, hey, you're like Shania. All right. I love Shania. So, yeah, that was that was pretty cool. No, that's that's fantastic yeah. because uh, it, it, you're a jack of all trades, really. I mean, you're a Jill, <laughs> a Jill of all trades. I'm a Jill of all trades. Yeah. You 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 perform yes. you. Well, in the music videos, I mean, you can tell that you've had some acting classes, too. Or I mean, you're a very good actress. Thank you. Um, I took a couple and I, I actually got it, it, it. I went in and we had to do a song mm-hmm. and you couldn't sing it. You had to act the song. Really? Yes. That's an acting. Just like miming. That's a lesson. No, no, no. You sing. You just say the song. You pick any song uh-huh. and uh, and you say it. Oh. Like if you were to be, okay. you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not shout i'm telling you why you know (laughs) and it just you just have to really act the song as if it were just you know lines and so it was really cool um i (laughs) yeah some of them were funny i don't know if i can mention (laughs) (laughs) you you can go right ahead no there were some funny ones you did one of them was just like do your ears hang low do they wiggle to and fro you know the song (laughs) the person did it but it was so funny how they acted it. And it was just like, wow, I will never hear that song again the same. <laughs> I don't think I'll hear it anyway. But it was it was pretty funny. But I did one of my songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was interesting because I wrote a song, you know, uh, and when you go to bed, I hope you lay your head in misery. And Whoa. when you drink your wine, that was one of my Alanis songs. <laughs> and everyone's face was like scared so scared <laughs> they're like wait a minute she's a widow wait a minute. <laughs> oh, no. Like, no seriously oh man yeah so that was fun yeah well 
Yeah. I, I went to two acting classes, people, and people said, you're an actress. You're, you were born. I, Edward James almost is my, one of my best friends, Eddie. Love you, Eddie. And um, he's the one that told me, he says, if you get into one thing, one acting thing, you're going to be amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, have you been on any television shows or any uh, movies or anything like that? I've been in music videos. Again, the rap artists, I've, I was in their videos. Um, I've done I've done a couple things. Um, I wrote this song in 2006 for Susan G. Komen, mm-hmm. Stand Up and Live Strong. And that, you know, that was one of my videos that I first did um, to really get myself out you know in, in the music and and that was just the photographer said the same thing you're natural we barely used like i mean it was a really cheap camera and it came out really good so i guess they say when you have something i just when i sing my songs when i'm even on performing on stage i just i put myself in another zone because again every song is a story and that's mm-hmm. how you remember the words otherwise i'm not kidding you i can't i can't sing a song for anything unless it's a story in my head okay. i won't remember <laughs> the verses <laughs> that actually was uh, that brings me to my next question because i've always wondered yeah how in the world recording artists can remember the lyrics to all these songs how is that even possible it's insane. <laughs> yeah so even the national anthem okay i see the you know i just every single word i think of it as you know they're hiding through the mountain and they're doing yeah um Actually, that song I kind of black out, though, at the very end. I'm like, dude, am I going to hit the note? Did I go low at the beginning? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I think most of us do it the same. I think we know that we have a story to tell. Um, the choruses aren't always the same. If you listen to my song, You Got Some Nerve, I demote the man in every single chorus because you're a hell of a man with a hell of a tan that makes all the girls go wild. Uh I think the other ones, uh, because you're a a hell of a man with a store-bought tan in your mind, you make the girls go wild. Uh, Another verse is the trailer. You make the trailer park girls go wild. (laughs) So that one I kind of like really have to focus on. I have to make sure, you know, trailer park's in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh so, man! Yeah. But ba- basically, you're saying like it just you, you have to treat it as a, as a story that's playing out in your head to remember the lyrics. Oh, you start off walking up to this to the door and you end up leaving the door. Yeah, it's everything that happens wow. in the middle of it. Yeah, so oh, you just wow. definitely have to. I, I that's what I do. I mean, it, you know, and and it helps me tell the story. Mm-hmm. So otherwise, I I don't know how other people can do it. Wow, I really don't. Yeah. Are there any other? Um, traditions that you uh or i don't say rituals but more like traditions that you do before you go on a, a perform somewhere or do you're gonna a- make me tell everybody that i t- <laughs> <laughs> no. well oh. a lot of you this is the cutest dog over here right now a sandy? Lo- uh, sandy what's sandy doing Sandy, yeah. come over here, Sandy. Sandy's, like, Sandy's, Sandy's giving away my secret <laughs> yeah so you know what I, I think we all do it I didn't do it for the 20th anniversary camp. Sorry, I know. It was at a, it was at a Bible camp for Virginia. <laughs> and I had to sing cuss words looking at the Lord up in the thing. Thank, thank you all for doing that. But um, I usually have a little glass of wine just to make me remember the words. And just to, yeah, just, I think I think we all have our little thing. Um, uh, warm-ups, what we do. Um, I do a lot for charities, uh, for the kids. In at Christmas time, um, so for that I don't, <laughs> but I do um, a lot of character. Um, this year I was uh, Lucy Lou. 
Um, yeah. Really? Well, actually, Martha May. Lucy Lou's too young. <laughs> I was Martha May. We had the Grinch. Um, but yeah, it, it, for different shows and different things that I, I do, I, I, you know, you have your rituals. So... Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's actually talk a little bit about your charities that you mentioned. Oh yeah, um, a lot of them. Yeah. So, uh, what charities are you involved with? Okay. Um, I started. Well, I I I was in Temecula area for a long time. So we did the raising of the torch for kids with Down syndrome. Um. Uh. We took. Gosh. I think I don't know how many families off the street for Thanksgiving a few years ago, and kind of um, donated clothing to them. Uh, gave them their own fashion show, fed them. And I, I mean, it was, it was amazing how charities to me are people who appreciate. And to me, it just warms my heart. You know, those are the best shows I feel. Um, we, a uh, while back, we took 10 women off the streets um, because I could have been on the street. I had a really, really tough life. Um, Again, like I said, I was in a home that was insane, um, and then I ended up going into uh, a foster care, which was another insane environment. Um, and then my marriage was really, really hard. It was a very mm. violent. I started off really young, so it, it, you know you, you don't know your personalities, and, and I, I chalk it up to that. But but I could have been like those women. And so mm-hmm. we took them off the streets and, and we gave them makeovers and brought them in a limo and try to wow. give them career choices and better mm-hmm. choices in life. And I remember one of the women, you know, she stopped and said, what is this, your bucket list? Is this something that makes you feel good? And so I explained my story. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I took all my makeup off, you would see me too and my scars. So, so you know, I do things for, you know, for people. I do things for things that have happened to me in life. I want to give back. Um, and then, you know, recently for the last five, six years, I've been doing the Burbank tennis camp and that is for kids with down syndrome in the summertime. We do a lot for them. We do shows, they do tennis. Um, and then, you know, I brought in, uh, Victor Orlando of the gap band. He brought in his congas and showed them all how to play instruments. Again, music is a major factor in kids with downs. I mean, they just love music. Um, and then in December every year I'm with Santa Claus and we hand out things for, uh, you know, toys for, for kids and, and give them an amazing day. And Santa, they're just so happy. Um, and then I go off the next few days to the ARC and I become Santa. And I hand okay. things out for the kids and always do a show. I always have a show for them. I dress up as candy cane. I was uh, gingerbread, uh, Santa's helper. Every year I dress something new. So... So they don't remember me in the summertime. <laughs> like it's candy cane. I'm like, who's she? <laughs> oh boy. I have yeah. to give. I, if I don't, if I don't give to mm-hmm. something, uh, I just, I, it's not my year. I have to be doing something. Yeah. yeah. Are, are there any other um, organizations that you want to get involved with? Uh, um, yeah. Like I said, I, I uh, Susan G. Komen, I, it's really interesting because I didn't know, um, I really haven't been participating as much. I did write the song Stand Up and Live Strong, and I do know that a lot of people tell me they still play it. Um, Yeah, and I I sang at the Celebrity Center when she received an award. And and I do know that a lot of people recognize the song. So that that makes me feel good because I know um, I worked for the courts. I I did serving for people. Please don't 
kill the messenger. (laughs) 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 But anyway, there was a woman in there and Uh she uh, was a district attorney and she had um, stage four cancer. And I just remember um, one of the reasons why I wrote the song and plus a family member and a grandparent had gotten breast cancer and I thought I have to do something. Um, But it was interesting because she was telling me that she had twins and that she didn't want her husband to raise, to get remarried and raise the children. And so her comfort, my comfort to her, I guess, was to tell her that I was widowed and I never remarried and no one raised my children. So you, you know, don't focus on that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 It, so. it, it, um, it always helps when uh, you've experienced that too yeah uh you know working in news i I, i've seen things too that i I don't think a lot of people will see in their entire lives i'm sure um but uh all that experience has given me uh, a different perspective in life that that has helped me you know pursue certain things certain goals and and um also try and help people uh, which is which is one of the reasons also why i created this podcast so i could talk to people that help other people by whatever they they're doing right so in your case yes exactly yeah and i could have been on the street (laughs) y'all i'm not because women that went through what i went through and i'm not even saying anything to what what i went through in life that you know you couldn't imagine and it's it has helped so much through music everyone says have you ever gone to a psychiatrist have you ever gone for help no i Everything that goes on in my mind and my body goes into music. It really does. And I don't write poems. I write a song. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing. I And I don't use instruments. Everyone keeps asking me, do, what do, you, do you do it on the piano? If I hit one note on a piano or one strum on a, a guitar, I will lose the whole song. <laughs> so it, it the music is in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I'm going to write a poem, it's going to be a poem. If I'm going to write a song, it's going to be a song. But it is healing for me. Yeah. It really is. I mean, if you if you put out a song and it doesn't do anything or you can't sing, so what? Get it out. Get it out in some way. Yeah. Now, are you involved in the process of creating the melody as well, or do you leave it up to another member of the team? Oh, to... no, I do it all. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. So then what is that process like for you to come up with the melody for a song that you write? Yeah, so... Um... Gosh, a lot of times it could start with the first verse mm-hmm. and then I'll get stuck doing the chorus. <laughs> a lot of times you get stuck on the bridge. <laughs> and then I realize what well, every song doesn't have to have a bridge. But um, yeah, it, it's it's wherever the notes kind of hit with the words. Um, I never write words down and say, okay, what note can I hit with this? I do get people giving me um, music and saying can you write words to this a lot and that's pretty much how I made my bread and butter raising you know my kids on my own is people giving me you know um instrumentals and then I would put the words to them um again even in rap they would say hey we got this rap song we can't get the hook Mm. and then I would just write the hook and then they would say okay we only have this we need we need you to write a chorus so we can wrap around it, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I just, I, I think music varies in everything, you know, that comes to me, but I, I, I can't say if I come up with the melody or the verse first or the chorus first, but definitely the melody is in my head. Where do you find that you get your biggest inspiration? And by that, for example, I mean, for me, in my case, 
Sometimes um, just being asleep, I dream yeah. an answer to something that has been that I've been trying to figure out days before, and then all of a sudden. In my during my dreams, bam, I got it. Yeah, that's how the Wizard of Oz was created. <laughs> I had a dream. Yeah, I do that too. I think that songwriting can be the most dangerous thing in the world. I've slipped out of a shower to write something down and almost cracked my head. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. oh my gosh, I got a song. I have dreamt of a song and it's, oh, and then sometimes it's horrible because yeah. you don't remember it in the morning. You're like, but I was on stage. I was at the Latin Grammys. <laughs> yeah. But I did have a dream that I won an award, big award in my future. So I'm really happy about it. But yeah, I, I do get songs and things from dreams. Yeah. Mm. More, more likely I wish I would wake up to some of them. Cause there are some pretty good songs I wrote in my dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time in my life where I used to keep uh, a little uh, digital uh, voice recorder next to me on my nightstand. Yeah, me too. So <laughs> I could just me too. Yeah. wake up and record whatever was on my mind at the yeah. time. But now we got that, our cell phone for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I kind of just, uh, it's gone out the window because I. Uh, like literally, y'all, yeah. I'm looking, it's in the grass out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, any other places you get in? I mean, it seems like for you, an inspiration could just come at any given time. Yeah, like I said, I was on the plane. I saw the, the you know, the hands came to me. Um, uh, Andala Yeeha, uh, writing that, I just kept hearing, yeah. And, and that's another thing too, because people are like, didn't Nelly do a song? And it's like, this the funny funny thing is I spelled Andale O N D A L A because of Nelly. Thank you, Nelly, because we paid a lot of money to get that, to brand it. And then, and then they're like, "That's not how you spell Andale." And I went, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he didn't do. He said "yeehaw" or uh, "yeehaw yeehaw." And then uh, the little uh, his little mouse, Speedy Gonzalez. Andale, yeah. andale, yeah. So he doesn't say andale, yeeha. So yeah. <laughs> don't get me on that, people. We already researched that one too. But yeah, I just. Um, uh, things that I just hear, uh, again, like I say, I'll, I'll, it could be anything doing this podcast today and something I, I have in my, I have my notepad right here just in case, <laughs> but I, yeah, if I, if I told you a couple things right now that I wrote recently, they're going to my song, so I can't, <laughs> I'd be giving other people <laughs> ideas. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, have you ever bumped into, um, Maybe somebody hearing a, a, a lyric or two that you've come out with and then they, you know, kind of like take it as their own. They, they steal it in a way without without your permission. Uh, have no. you ever run into that issue? No, 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 no. I, I don't think uh, I don't think that's happened. But I think being a songwriter, you really have to be mindful. Um, you know, you, you heard about the whole thing with Katy Perry. And, yes, you know, I mean, that's scary. Because songwriters, it, it's really, it's it's a tough gig. I mean, when you sit there and you write something, sometimes it's so good, you're like, oh my gosh, did I hear it somewhere? Is it something? Because there was a, a time um, this one guy had written a song and I told him, you can't release that. And he said, why? I said, that's on the Spanish channel. That's someone's song. And he went, oh, shoot. That's where I heard it. So... And some people do it in a little sneaky way. They figure, oh, this is a Spanish channel, so maybe not on this. So I'm really happy that I do listen to all types of music mm -hmm. because that makes me more mindful of, you know, I, I've, I've heard a couple songs on the radio. I won't say what class, but <laughs> one of them sounds like a Journey song at the very beginning. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's Journey. And then I'm, wait, this is a different channel. 
And I, I don't know how they get away, away with yeah. that. Maybe the money or I don't know. But <laughs> but yeah, there's a few songs out there that I've heard that are kind of like, when was it Belinda Carlisle? The, the chorus was Belinda Carlisle completely. One of her songs. Wow. So yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I do know that on certain things I've done it. I, I did a, we're doing a song right now. And it kind of sounded a little bit like uh, this land is your land. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. We got to change that. So we, we do a high note instead of the low note. Oh, interesting. So there are ways of getting around certain things, but you really have to be mindful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what are some of the other steps that you take to make sure that you're not copying anything that that you've heard before from a different artist that's out there somewhere um i go into my producer's um studio i'll i'll go to a couple people that i know in music that i can really trust Mm -hmm. and i'll say hey i just i thought of this song and and they're like that is hilarious or that is oh my god again i love writing country music it's Mm -hmm. you know they say if uh what is it when you stop drinking you get your dog back your wife and your (laughs) 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 everything comes back around i don't but um but i've written some pretty funny songs and, uh, and so I make sure that, yeah, I'm like, D- have you heard this song before? Have you, does this sound familiar? Like, no, no. And then I'll go to other people that are in country mm-hmm. or, yeah. So I really want to make sure that they're originals in their mind. I don't think it's bad. I'm sorry, people, but sometimes familiarity is good. Mm-hmm. I think it's, to me, I think it's like, wow, that's thanks. You know, they've, they put my a little bit of my song in there. I'll give you a little bit of cha-ching, but I don't think you know the whole suing process is necessary. I, I yeah. don't know. I just it makes it, it scares everyone, you know. Yeah, and and yeah, I don't think it should be it should be like that. I mean, you should, there's there's um, you know growing up, you're influenced by a lot of stuff. Right, it's an influence. Right. Exactly. I think it would make me feel like wow, that that you know that. They, yeah. they know me or they listen to me. I think when you steal a song, you steal a song. I mean, all the way through it, yeah. you do. But I think when you have something that has just a little bit of something else and, mm-hmm. you, and you really didn't do it on purpose, I just really think that that's, you know, that yeah. you inspired by that person. Like, wow, that was a great song, you know, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and it's like... Um, Tell the, the master people, the people that master <laughs> it, they know... <laughs> They know everything in music. It's like, wait a minute. You should have the people that master the songs go, hey, you know what? This sounds a little too close. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, somebody say it before it gets out there. Yeah. Because yeah. it's scary. It really is. There's all this influence. I mean, I grew up hearing uh, or listening to 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 pop and doo-wop. <laughs> Come on, the 50s, rap. 60s. I was doing rap. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, well, the thing with... with the latin country also i'm glad you said that i i really want to bring back the cowboy um you know my family still rides horses at the rose parade mm. and uh you know the beautiful horses and the the, the lassos and everything and it, and i just hear so many country songs now that you know i was in my truck or one of the girls wrote a song with uh being in her mercedes and i'm just like wow that's not kind of you know it doesn't sound country what i remember country you know, horses and lassos and dirt on your boots and, you know, all that, all that crazy stuff. And I just, I feel like 
there are still cowboys out there and they are Latino and they are still hardworking people. And in any culture, I mean, there's people in different states, you know, and they're still out there and, uh, you know, in their cowboy boots. And so my girlfriend, Ashley, she's a realtor, amazing Ashley Lavelle, and she has horses. And, you know, I go to her, her house sometimes and she's feeding the horses and watering the horses, and, you know, so there are some real people out there that still live that way. And, you know, they were raised that way and they continue that hard work. And that's another thing I want to kind of bring back is the, the cowboy, you know, the, the, the people that are still out there on horses. And yeah, so now, that's good. <laughs> now you, you mentioned the Rose Parade. Um, yes. And there was something unique yes. about the Rose Parade this year, 2020. Yes. What we was had that? the first Hispanic Latina. She, she was the first uh, to be crowned. And I was like, wow. Um, we couldn't get me out there for the Andalayija, which would have been amazing, but definitely like, again, like I said, it's inevitable. Um, and I think it's amazing that, you know, Spanish music has been beautiful Latin music. I mean, we were in, we were at the restaurant and Hector Lavoe was playing and Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh my gosh. And we were talking about the, the movie, um, you know, the movie of Hector Lavoe, El Contante. And I, I, I just, the music, I think, you know, a lot of people lose that, that, that music and, and the instruments and it, it's just it, it's a beautiful culture and to combine it into anything like I said I mean it's coming into rap it's coming into rock it's coming into you know and just to put it with country is just it had to be there it, it should have been there right it, it should mm-hmm. be there so so I just again like I said just bringing in that cowboy the real cowboy with country you got latin country you know do you think you'd ever um Seeing any other type of genre, or are you just going to stick with country for now? But let's just say down the road, if somebody asks you, hey, do you think you could write a ballad for? I'm already doing that. Okay. Um, I already have somebody who um, was in a big band years ago, and she got a hold of me, and she wants she's starting a new band. And and again, like I said, I have I have a huge library. Mm-hmm. You know, even Mariah Carey says she's got this you know, thousands of songs never been, you know, and to me, it's like, I have songs I would love for other people to sing. Um, and I'm not one of those people that's like, these are my songs and I'll do them one day. No, mm-hmm. uh, I, Alanis, Hey, I got some songs during that time when I was mad at everybody's. So, <laughs> so and that's another thing about my life is I've, I've written love songs. I've written songs that are just, you know, and the funny thing is, is I write more songs of being mad when I'm in love and happy Mm. and more songs when I'm, you know, uh, just like upset and hurting and whatever. And then there's my love song. It's I'm, I'm very backwards. I don't know what's wrong with me. (laughs) (laughs) There's something wrong with me. I kick a football backwards. There's something wrong with me. Uh, no, that's, uh, that's great though. Um, you have, um, I think great talent. Oh, thank uh, you. you. Just you know, so some of the things you just can't teach people. Yeah. You can go to a music school all you want, but there's right. just certain things you just can't, can't. Well, the great thing about me moving so much as a child, um, I moved. Oh my goodness, I can't even. Sometimes every six months, um, you know, four different high schools, you know, but wow. every single school I went to had a different music program. So I kind of am happy that I did that because well, I didn't do that; it was brought upon me, but. Um, I was in Camerata in one school. I was in Guys and Dolls. I was in acapella. So I went to a lot of different choirs that a lot of people would have never known about 
or experienced. So I thank those music teachers. Um, Leonard Sassine was my, uh, he wanted to send me to Juilliard and he was amazing. Amazing. He taught me so many things. I mean, he hit my head with a pencil so many times, but, (laughs) um, but he taught me everything I know about, um, and that was acapella choir, no instruments. So that to me, to read the notes and one day he would say, Hey, we're missing a tenor, uh, you know, first tenor, we need you. Um, we we're missing a first or second alto. We're missing a, a second soprano. I would just fit right in. Wow. Because I learned so much from him, and that's how I harmonize. Uh, another way of my bread and butter years ago is people couldn't harmonize with themselves. So I do like five-part harmonies. All my songs, oh. that's all me. All oh. the harmony is me. And that's fun to me. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do all the melody, and then they'll be like, okay, we're going to spend a lot of time. We have to do your harmony now. And it's like, oh, no, no. We got this down. That's that's ten minutes. <laughs> now, if there's if there's one artist out there, I mean, there's many great ones. I'm sure yeah. you you have, but if there's just if you if you just could pick one, somebody that you really, really, yeah. really, really, really wanted to, I got her collaborate with. Oh, collaborate! I think yes. you meant that inspired me. Oh, act, well, yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll do the inspiration okay. first and then one that you would really want to collaborate with at some point in your career. Collaborations so hard. <laughs> well, for harmonies, what really inspired me was in Vogue. Mm-hmm. I would sing with them and I would do the first one through the whole song and then the second one through the whole song. I just love the harmonies. They help me out a lot. Um, Cindy from uh, in Vogue has become a really good friend of mine. I love her to death. She's amazing, beautiful soul. Um, but I think that, um, uh, Karen Carpenter was my inspiration. Um, the only reason, and still to this day, she never screamed what she sang. She never tried to outnote anyone. She just sang beautifully. And, um, I actually did a thing called Karen Carpenter and I sang, um, a lot of people say my voice sounds like her. I did a Merry Christmas, darling. And uh, I'll put that out next Christmas, or actually this year, Christmas. I have a Christmas, a uh, few Christmas songs coming out. Ooh, is it going to be a Christmas uh, album? We're going to try to do that. I've written some Christmas songs, and I, I want to kind of bring out some other Christmas, my favorites. So yeah, and, and Merry Christmas Darling was my favorite. Um, and, but I just loved it. And people don't realize she was so simple, but it was so hard. Every single note she did was just on point. And... Wow. You know, this, the, the cute, you know, the thing she does with her voice is just, it was just amazing. It, it's not the easiest voice to sing, but I idolized her a lot, a lot. So, and who I would like to sing with. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Male, female, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Wow. Okay. Well, since I'm in country now. <laughs> Oh my goodness. This is hard. This is really hard. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Keith Urban, I love him. Um, he just really, I love the rock in it. Um, thank you, Keith Urban, because that's how I got Rubberneck, that song. Um, there's a really great guitar mm-hmm. um, solo in there that's amazing, and I only got away with it because of Keith, you know. <laughs> so, you know, he brought the rock to, yeah. to country, and I love it. But um, I don't know. I really don't know. That's a hard one. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but y'all i'm here no worries. <laughs> i'm here if you want to collaborate i am here yes uh, so there's so many yeah. good ones there's so many good ones yeah yeah oh yeah no it's it's, yeah. it's hard to pick if somebody were to ask me who who i want to 
like uh, you know, I'm in news, so yeah. who, who I would want to be working with, uh, doing right. a, a special project, yeah, it'd be hard for me too. Yeah, see, <laughs> I would, I would love to, like, you know, do something with Zach Brown Band because they they influenced me, and they, you know, again, like I said, thank them for that song because, you know, and then another thing was uh, Tim McGraw, he did a song. Um, I know a girl from Spain. I can't re- pronounce her name. Well, you know, my father's from Spain and my name is Dianya. <laughs> <laughs> so that was another kind of thing that, you know, I kind of joke about. But again, they're all, they're all, you know, singing songs about putting their feet in the sand and drinking a, you know, margarita and a cold one. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's there. So, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's talk a little, uh, well, a, a couple things. That that were brought up a little earlier, but one of them actually is is your name because your name is such. It, there's a uniqueness to it. I don't think I've ever ever Heard of seen a Dianya anywhere else. Right. right. Uh, where does that come from? And uh, first of all, how do you oh, spell yeah. it, Sandy? Sandy. No, <laughs> come here, Sandy. No. Sandy wants to know too. This is the cutest dog. It's a cocker spaniel, and he's adorable. I'm Just... taking him home with me. So when you lose your dog, sorry. <laughs> Um, well, yeah. So uh, again, like I said, and you know, my original birth certificate had two ends in it and, um, and my, someone in my life, which I say my step monster, <laughs> he took off one of the ends and, yeah. and I did not like that at all in my whole life. And I said, when I turn 18, I'm going to go back to Dianya. And I did. And my dad, you know, my dad, my real dad, when I finally met him, he told me that he named me after an ex-girlfriend. So, but hers was the Diana with two ends. Mm. So the Inye kind of came from me. So I would get away from that name from my past. So yeah, it's the Anya. Yeah. España, Spain. Yep. The Anya came from Spain and now I live in La Cañada. So the Anya, España, La Cañada. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> the Inye, yeah. 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 That's a, that's a good homage to your roots. <laughs> right. No, it, it is. It really is. And like, again, like I said, it's just, you know, um, it's a healing process for me, too. It, you know, we all heal in our own ways. There was another uh, a model out there. And I didn't know a lot of these people that have different names. They escape from their past and they tell their story. And I, I, I believe you should be comfortable with whoever you are. Um, in fact, I was saying I might as I want to change my name to the Anya Latin country. Just. That's it. Mm. Middle last name. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, might do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, were there any any uh, great uh, childhood experiences that you've had that you really fondly remember, and you try and keep those in your in your memory and and maybe remember it in one of the songs? Yeah. Um, so the thing that saved me the most, I think, I was sent away to Bible camp every single summer. And that saved me. It, it really did in, you know, not in the, in, in all the ways possible, but I was just really happy there. I remember that was my happy place, um, which was very ironic because when we ended up at the, at the Bible camp for the 20th anniversary news camp, I was like, is this telling me I'm not supposed to sing these songs? <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it, it really inspired me. I think I, you know, the, there was always a piano in the gospel hall, and I always sat at the piano. Um, I, again, like I, met, I was saying, I met the, the gospel messengers there, and they didn't know what I was going through in my life, but they don't know what they've done for me when they asked me to come sing with them because they were harmonizing in a room, and they were going to perform. 
and I said, um, can I sing with you? And someone in my life, and I won't say who she was, which very close to me said, you can't harmonize, you know, you can't, don't do that again. You can't, you can't harmonize. And people that were really close to me in my life put me down a lot. I mm-hmm. mean, it was really hard for me to, to get that strength to say, Hey, don't listen to them. You know, mm-hmm. don't listen to them. And that's when they had told me you can harmonize. You're really good. And they put me on stage with them. I'm 13 years old, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that, that inspired me. It's like, okay, I can harmonize. Forget mm-hmm. her, you know? <laughs> So, you know, when I encourage people, if anyone ever says anything, you can't, you don't, you whatever, there's a jealousy out there. There are people out there that will stop you because they don't want you to succeed. Do just do it. Just don't listen to them and, and go on with your life. And, you know, you never know. Yeah. yeah that, that, should, that could have shot me down, you know. Exactly. Yeah. It's very important that one gets their self-confidence. Right. There's a, because that's when you excel at your work. There's a... Uh, a colleague um, of mine I used to work with in Santa Barbara and um, she was very skillful at what she did but a lot of the time she questioned herself because people were telling her otherwise or not creating and sometimes it's your family sometimes it's your family and you really have to just families please support each other because it was a lot of people in my family that gave me the worst my appearance of my you know voice of who I was I I really had a really hard I went through anorexia I was 99 pounds at 18 years old um you know even I went into modeling at 20 years old or 21 and I just remember them telling me you need to lose five more pounds and I'm like where you know and it's just so it's it there's a lot out there that can really hurt your confidence you know and and everything else and I just really feel that you know if if you end up with a family like I have you know always know and this is what I always said in my head no matter where I was when I turn 18 I am me Mm -hmm. I take over this is my life this is me so no matter what you're going through as a child which they say that that's where everything starts what you go through as a child is who you are as an adult well I had the strength to say when I become an adult you guys are gone and that's what I did. So, you know, once you hit that point of being independent, you know, don't listen to all that. Just don't. Yeah. You know, everything, anything negative is from a person who is negative themselves, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and look who, look where they are now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, look where. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I've been so blessed with, with where I am mm-hmm. uh, uh, in life. And, you know, I didn't have uh, a tough childhood like uh, many people out there do. What I did have, though, was uh, more of a sheltered life. So I didn't, I don't think I actually saw L.A. for the first time until I was in my teens. Wow. Because it was so, uh, you, you know, I always kept, uh, kept hearing, no, you you go out, it's a dangerous world, somebody's going to mug you, stab you, whatever. Yeah. You know, I'd, and so it just, it, it, it got me afraid to a point where I just, I wouldn't, want to live get out of your bubble exactly exactly and it wasn't (laughs) until i actually got into news where that bubble burst and uh, growing up up until that point i was a really shy kid i mean there was one yeah and and i always tell this story and i've told told it in other podcast episodes but there was this one time when um um, 
my family and I were driving down to Mexico and the van broke somewhere in uh, near Phoenix. So we got towed into Phoenix and, and uh, my dad and I went to a, a little diner to get a, a burger to eat. And there was this uh, there was this woman who I thought was like really good looking. And so I got so <laughs> shy that I just I, I froze and I couldn't eat anymore. And so I, eventually my dad saw that and he's like, OK, we're leaving. But that's how bad, it, oh that's how bad I was with with being shy. Um, I, I have a certain walk when I'm shy. My girlfriends oh, yeah. say if, if a good looking guy walks by me, you'll know because my head tilts <laughs> and I walk stupid. They're like, look at your head is tilted to the right. And they're like taking pictures. This is, I don't know what it is. It's like, okay, don't touch me. My head's on my shoulder. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, I get, I get that way when there's people. <laughs> well, were you, were you a, a shy kid growing up? I, it wasn't that I was shy. It was just my brother and sister needed a little more attention, I think. And so I was kind of like yeah. the, the, the younger one. Um, I had a lot held in because of, you know, like I said, in my past and secrets and all that stuff. And, um, I think that's why people, I always make fun of things now. Like, even though I've been, th- people are like, we have no idea you had, because I always make jokes of it. I, you know, I, and it's not to, I don't want people to sit there and go, oh my gosh, you know, like, you know, you say you're a widow. Oh my gosh, you're a widow. It was so many years ago, you know, and, and, um, I, I kind of make, you know, like we were talking last night, you know, you're ever going to get married again. And I was just laughing because I was just like, yeah, you know, married rhymes with buried and <laughs> marriage is mi- mirage. It's misspelled. And, you know, but I always keep my jokes ab- about it. But yeah, so anything I went through as a child, I definitely make sure that, again, like I said, with charities and everything, I help, but I do kind of make light of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but being shy, yes, I was a very, I was a very, I think I was a very shy child because of everybody telling me so many bad things about myself. Oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah. It, yeah. Well, what about uh, uh, in school? Were you a good student? Well, see, that's the great thing about school, too, is we move so much. So um, I was, vi- okay, I couldn't take tests. Tests, and the teachers knew. I was very, very shaky during tests. I would almost, like, faint. Wow. So they would let me grade papers and then take the test later. Um, I don't know what it is. I just have a really crazy thing about, you know, um, I did have problems reading when I was younger. I remember that, like reading and comprehension. And I think it's because of my life again, you know, like going through so many crazy things. But, um, but yeah, school, I, going to a new school all the time, people you would think would be like, oh, my gosh, a new school, a new school. Me, no, I became a new person. Like... <laughs> Who am I going to be at this school? (laughs) (laughs) Then you make friends and they would be like, oh, you're my best friend. And in my mind, it was kind of sad because I'm like, I knew Uh I was going to move again. Like my mother. Okay, so this is a pattern and I don't think she realized this, (laughs) but she would have this thing of we would move into a new house and we would unpack. But she would not be mindful of what line we lived on, like the school line. So even though we were in a gorgeous house in Covina, I went to school in La Puente. Wow. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I came home. I was like, this is my family. You don't understand. And she's like, we're moving. But, but every time that the record would go on and I just dated myself, didn't I? Every time she would turn on either, let's see, um, Kenny Rogers or Johnny Mathis, we were moving because oh, that was her song to start taping boxes those were her records <laughs> start taping you know we're moving again kenny rogers and I. 
Yeah, the gambler's on and we are moving. So, yeah. But it, wow. was, it was hard for me because I, I would look at my friends and say, you know, we're moving again. And they didn't understand it. You know, mm-hmm. so I never can really go to like a school reunion. Yeah. Oh, wow. But I get a lot of people saying, God, you look familiar. And I'm thinking, yeah, I probably went to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the schools. All the schools in You're the like, area. <laughs> no, I, no, I went to Oregon. We moved. Oh, wow. Yeah, we moved a lot. Um, so, it, yeah, I, I mean, I think I went to Monrovia High School, Charter Oak High School, and I graduated Granada Hills High School. Oh, wow. But I also went to school in Santa Barbara. We're, we're in Santa Barbara. Which San Marcos school? High School. Oh, Crosstown Rivals. <laughs> That's, I knew you were going to say Santa Barbara High School. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We were yeah. driving. We rode our little scooters, remember? Everything was a scooter. Yeah. <laughs> State Street scooters. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Jeez. I mean, now, now I... Uh, I think the last time I was in Santa Barbara was for a news story that I was covering, and I ended yeah. up going to Santa Barbara High School, and it just looked so different. Uh, everything was more compact. Yeah. I was like, whoa, yeah. man, I must have been like a shrimp yeah. at that point because, yeah, even the lockers look smaller, and just everything looks so small. Lockers. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> yeah. No, I went to Monrovia High School. I, I did one of those little drive-arounds. I actually did to... Uh, to see the schools I went to when I was younger, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, d- some of the schools are just so redone. There's no lockers; the lockers are gone. Wow. My- have you have you ever gone to back to a school that you went to to maybe do a performance or or um, do some kind of talk or or uh, just visit some of the staff members there? The teachers maybe they're still there. And- well, the funny thing is, okay, so I went to elementary school. And I won't really name the city because they probably know what happened. <laughs> but I went to elementary school and I had a music teacher there. And then when we moved a lot um, in high school, I went back to the high school years later. And they had a music program and I went into it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this must be the wife of the, or my music teacher from my elementary school because it's in the same city. And I went up and I was like, is that? is that Mr. So-and-so's wife? And they said, no, that's Mr. So-and-so. He's now a woman. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I was like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> so that was a little little to take in at the time. But yeah, that was kind of cool. It was just like, wow, that is him. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of... Yeah, that's what you've been up to all these years. That's, yeah. It was, that, was, that was probably the most interesting thing that yeah. did happen. Yeah, so... But no, I, I don't know. I mean, you kind of, it's like a, you don't know how many teachers are there that have been there for, you know what I mean? And, and yeah. I wasn't out of school that long to really, um, again, mm-hmm. like, God, the memories, because so many things happen that. Yeah. Mr. Mm-hmm. Long, I remember him. Um, I went to school in Monrovia at Wild Rose. Mm-hmm. And I remember Mr. Long, he read uh, Beezus and Ramona, and he had this big poof of hair and he would put his pencil in it and then he would just run around saying who took my pencil (laughs) (laughs) he's got like five pencils in his in his hair yeah so i'll I'll remember him yeah Uh, uh, that (laughs) sounds like so much fun yeah (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. do you have time to watch shows tv shows like uh the goldbergs for example shows that are set in the 80s the 90s the 2000s Yeah. yeah it's um I do There's... watch The Real Housewives, though, don't you? <laughs> I knew one of them, so that was kind of, yeah. yeah. But no, I, I haven't seen, I, I don't, I really don't have time to, you know, 
the the reality shows I watch, I mean, I know they're scripted, but I do watch some of them so I can write. Mm-hmm. Again, like I said, country music yeah. is a funny story. So I do kind of, I, I did write one song watching one of the housewives. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. And, yeah. uh, and um, uh, just take me through a typical day. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's what? I'm assuming you probably sleep eight hours? No, Less? no, no, no. I have a 21-year-old cat. <laughs> Actually, yes. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit oh, about that because you, I saw a picture <laughs> Of your cat, and he does not look 21. <laughs> right. So we stay young in my household. It's me and my cat. Yeah, he knows all my secrets. He's been my boyfriend for 21 years. So I guess I am married to a cat. Uh, his name is Bubby Gato. And I actually have a, a, a rhyme for him. He has a rap. And so I kind of want to get that done as soon as possible. But his little verse is, my name is Bubby, and I'm a little chubby, but that's okay. Felines like me that way. Because I'm an OG, original gato. <laughs> I love that. So we'll get his little rap out there soon. But he um, he has dementia now. So he doesn't know at night. I guess at night they kind of like just meow at anything. And you have to say, I'm here, I'm here. So that's it's been really tough to sleep lately. Mm. So now that I'm starting to travel, I'm going to be going to Texas this month, Nashville next month. Um, I just... Yeah, I really love my time sometimes. So, sorry, Bubby, but yeah, um, do it's you, been do hard. You, do you plan on taking him with you? Or um... no? Okay. No, he's you know he's definitely has his little uh, you know you get you get the old man ramp for him. He's got the little walk ramp, and he's you know a senior box. You never think you have to buy a senior cat box, but there are things out there for these little guys. <laughs> wow, what does a senior box look like? I, I live with a senior citizen, y'all. He's over a hundred years old. <laughs> It's just a cat box, but the little dip where they walk in is really low. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and he scoots the sand everywhere. You're like, ah, it's a beach in my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, the ramp, we, we built the ramp, uh, not with stairs, but the regular ramp. That's yeah. like the best for, for him and his and his little black legs. But yeah. uh, Okay. So one of the other points, actually, that I wanted to bring up was uh, you mentioned it earlier. So this is point number two. Okay. Uh, and that was the... Uh, use of Andale Yiha on your Instagram posts. Oh yes. Yes. So, um, is that an uh, uh, just a reference? I'm assuming to the song, or is there something else that goes beyond? Just yeah. The song? So I think it's because I hashtag everything Andale Yiha. I think it's just my thing now. You know, it's kind of my brand. So every time I end something, uh, we just did a little video in here. I was just like, andale, yeah. <laughs> and everyone loves it. It's just, it's my personality. It's my thing. If you if you look on my Instagram, I'm walking down, um, what is it? Venice Beach. And I actually have these little stickers. I'll, I, I brought some for you, but they're they're for the vehicle. Um, hashtag andale, yeehaw. <laughs> and I get people behind me like, on their phones. So we kind of put them all around Venice Beach. So if you go to Venice Beach... <laughs> You'll see him on the little restaurant stand. <laughs> so I walked down there and I was like, hey, this is Dianya and, you know, Venice Beach. Andale, yeah. So it just, it just works. Then people know me and, you know, and the hashtag and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I've been verified on Instagram, y'all. Verified. <laughs> How was that experience when you first woke up and saw that blue check mark? My manager called me and I just, I just put something and I do, I do run my own Instagram. 
some of the people out there that are saying things, I did get a girl saying you should be, you know, they're using this girl and she should be turned in. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about, but have a wonderful New Year's. I always make things happy, you know, smile. It makes them nervous. Or <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, I, I do run my own Instagram and, and my Facebook. So, um, but yeah, I just did it. And I looked and I saw this check and I went, what is this? <laughs> and then I went, wait a minute, did I just get checked? <laughs> and then my manager called me and he said, did you notice your Instagram? So I was just like, yay. So uh, my Twitter is getting checked. Probably this month I'll be official Ooh, on my Twitter. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, we had to change a lot of things around because uh, I had somebody from China Ooh. who took my name. Ugh. And then she put the Atilda on it. And I'm just like, pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so she was trying to take my uh, my name. Oh yeah. man! So that was it. Gets kind of like you said when people yeah. steal stuff. Yeah, it's trying to take my name. Your music. So let's talk about where it's available. So where right. can people find your music? Okay, so I made it a lot easier for people because I, I'm actually on. Um, wow, I am on Spotify. I'm on Apple Music, Pandora. Uh, the great thing last year, Pandora put me as their top artist. For three months, two times wow. in a row. Whoa. So that was really Great. cool. That was really cool. And then um, I put a SoundCloud up now. I'm actually, I, I'm on iHeartRadio also. So, um, but the SoundCloud on my link tree has all my songs available now. So you don't have to go in and, and do all the purchasing just that you uploaded it. Um, so I do have that with a little snippet of my song Hands. So you guys can get a sneak preview. You guys got the whole song, but they can get a sneak preview. And then, um, yeah, YouTube. We're really going to start putting up more YouTubes of me singing live, um, live show performances at my house. I finally got into a house. I'm so happy. <laughs> and so, and it, we have it set up, so it'll be really nice. We'll do some jam sessions with some great people from, you know, from, uh, you know, award-winning talent to talent that hasn't been out yet to just going to do some, you know, jam sessions. Um, and then, uh, again, I'll be in El Paso, Texas, and we're going to redo Rubberneck in Conga, mm -hmm. and that'll be a live video. So we're going to start incorporating some more live videos of me. And so, yeah, it's cool. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Do, do you have any albums out right now? No, we're doing it song by song right now. Okay. Um, we're going to be putting together more videos. Um, you know, again, like I said, this is a new process. Latin country has just come out. I know a lot of people do have song video, song video, song video. Um, Hands comes with a live video from the studio of me singing. Uh, we're doing Rubberneck um, in, an, in a live performance, too. We did a live performance for the anniversary again, like we had mentioned. Yes. And so some of that will come out on YouTube. Uh, so your wife will be doing the Andale Yeeha <laughs> dance probably on one of my live videos. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to have to learn that. I'm going to have to learn you the dance. You will. <laughs> I don't do much line dancing, but <laughs> this is great. What did I say? I've never line danced and I did a line dance. That's why I said I'm very proud. If I can do it, anyone can. <laughs> uh, seriously. It's very, very basic, but you have to do it in fours. Yeah. And so that's what I've, I, you know, I had to kind of like learn, okay, done, 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 you know, so yeah. And then yeah. you have to clap and turn. So it is actually in fours. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Uh, did you um, start working on a lot of these songs and, and, and just kind of building your career as you were raising kids? 
or did you wait until they were a little bit more grown up to no i did i did music my whole life yeah i was um during that time that you can walk in i walked in interscope records and i said hey i can i can do i can do hooks and stuff and they said well sing to us and so i did a little bit of secret lovers you know, secret love. So I just started singing some a little bit of a song, and they're like, "Hey, wait, she's got a little bit of soulful voice." And and they said, "Would you like to sing some hooks?" And I was like, "Well, sure." And so I did a hook that they had me, uh, you know, sing on, and they said, "Okay, can you harmonize?" And I was like, "Yeah, I can harmonize." And so that's how it all started. And then a, a lot of underground people found me, and that's what they had said, you know, "Hey, we got some underground people." And then I ended up with Mr. Kane. Um, he's, he was one of Snoop Dogg's singers and, uh, Jerry, and he said, Hey, you need to come to Snoop's house. And so I went to Diamond Bar and I went to Snoop's house and, uh, and it was kind of cool cause they put me in a shower <laughs> <laughs> the echoes in, you know, in here is great. And so it kind of like, I was always at the right place at the right time. I think it was kind of cool. Um, well, yeah, nowadays you can't just walk in. You can't, there's no way. Yeah. You just. Yeah, there's no way. So I, I got really fortunate in a lot of things I did. Um, I was also, don't knock me for this, but I was a beer girl. I was a Miller, Pacifico, Delo, Modelo. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so I, and a bud girl. Hmm. So I got into a lot of NASCAR and, and stuff like that events. So in those events, I would always go towards the DJ or towards the music. And then that's how I met a couple other, you know, artists and then I ended up on Power 106 and, you know, with, with the rap artists. So, yeah. so it was kind of cool. I, I, I think the great thing about me going through such a crazy life is that I will never stop writing music in any area mm-hmm. or genre. Like if I'm feeling upset, I can write a rock song or, you know, or a love song, like I said. But, mm-hmm. but um, whatever, wherever music takes me, I go. I've never been stumped, you know, like I, I don't know how to write like a ballad or I don't know how to, I can write everything, which I'm very happy, very yeah. happy for. So whatever I went through in my past, thank yeah. you. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, with all the given technology that's out there now, do you, do you think it's easier to be a, a, a recording artist today than in years past or you're talking money wise? Cause I, yeah. <laughs> well, that includes money wise. Yes. But also just to get your music out there, I, I suppose, without having to go to, through a record label. And right. With all well, that. Um, this is the first time I've ever had a manager, so which is kind of cool. I, I don't really, you know, not really a manager, more of an investor, but somebody who, you know, he knows his way around the music business, which is really, really good to have. Um, there is a, a woman that I spoke to, Annette Tucker, and she's a um, beautiful, beautiful older lady, um, and she has taught some of the biggest songwriters to write music um just taught me a little bit of t- you know of of winning an award and she said you know when you when you win like a, a writer's a grammy for songwriting they take away all of the performer and the vocals instruments and everything and they just go down to the bone of you know just reading and if you have that it line or you have that oh my gosh brilliant line that's how you win as a songwriter you know, um, so I learned from her, but I also learned from her that everything money wise is just not where it used to be. Um, she was telling me about her residuals and things that she made for her songs and everything. And she's just like, 
you know, I mean, I look at my BMI account sometimes and it's like 36 cents <laughs> for a song that got over a million views, you know? Yeah. So it, it, um, it's a lot different. Um, I do think, you know, songwriters and, and thank goodness they are getting their, you know, they're out there fighting and which they should. Um, but to be a singer songwriter, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it, it's a different world. It really is. Um, my thing is, is I just really want the world to love my music. I'm not really out there. I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable where I am. Um, so I'm not really one of the, you know, I, I've never been a starving artist to say, you know, because I've always fallen onto doing, like I said, harmonies. I've always been in some studio by word of mouth or something. Um, people saying, Hey, I have a song. Like I said, you know, um, I've helped people write songs, mm-hmm. uh, started that little business on my own too. Somebody said, I want to write a love song for my wife. It's not going to go anywhere, but it, I want to sing it to her on Valentine's day. Wow. So I did that, you know, when you're not making money, you, you figure out how to make money. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my whole deal is I just want people to love my music yeah, and just to really now, now I just yeah. just to really embrace it. Know it came from my heart, and it is a story, and I'm telling it. You know, whether it's yeah. hilarious or whether it's uh, you know back to gospel. Yeah, that's so. wonderful. Yeah. Uh, well, Daniel, uh, you know, before we wrap this up, I just want to just give you the last word. If if there's anything that you like to end with, um, in the past we've had folks just. Uh, give their personal advice for people or end on some positive note or on a joke sometimes (laughs) um but is there is there anything that that you like to say that maybe i i didn't ask um in this conversation yeah i just you know again like i said if there's something that you feel and you really believe in you know don't be afraid to to share it and bring it out there i mean i've been in music my whole life so to sit there and put things together, I think is, is a, I think I've learned and it took me this many years. Some bands perform, I I think it was no doubt 10 years, 10 years. And they finally were discovered. So, you know, don't ever give up. I do a hashtag, never give up on your dreams all the time. Don't give up. It doesn't matter. I mean, and, and that's another thing with country music is that, you know, they, they do embrace people now. It, it's, it, it has changed. It really has changed. I mean, a lot of people were kind of like, we don't want it to change, but it's changing. The world is changing. And I think that one thing that has remained the same is music. You know, music is healing. Music is power. Music is there. When you're going through a sad day, music's there. When you're, you know, when you want to feel good and you want to go dancing, music's there, you know? So, so we can't tell people not to do a certain thing that we need. We need the air. We need music, you know, and, and just, again, don't give up. If you ever feel like you really want to do something in life, listen to yourself, you know, and believe in yourself. I see people out there dancing like no one's watching and God love them. Seriously, <laughs> you know, just, just do what makes you feel good. Listen to what makes you feel good. If you don't like a song, and this is another thing too, I mean, Instagram and, and all the social medias can be evil. If you don't like a song, okay, you know, we're just sharing it with you. Like somebody said, I'm not going to listen. I'm not even going to open it, blah, blah, blah. Or, or they'll say, you know, and this is a school teacher. And it's you kind of want to go back and say, hey, you're a school teacher. And you're talking to me like, you know, but you don't. I just give it, you know, thank you so much for even answering me back or for listening to me. You know, I, th- that's what's you know, the world is all about is everyone's different. 
So I'm doing what I love. I hope everyone loves what I'm doing. <laughs> well said. <laughs> well, Daniel, thank you so much for coming all the way out here to the little podcast studio we've had set up here. Uh, it was thank a pleasure you. having you as a guest. And hopefully you can come again um, yes, after, yeah, after yeah. you tour. You can talk about that experience of touring. Yeah. Well, it's it's gone everywhere. Another thing I was going to say is that UK is loving this music. I'm getting people from Holland, Australia. Um, my heart goes out to Australia right now and everything they're going through. Um, but yeah, it, it's I've got people from El Salvador. I have people saying, hey, we're from Africa and we're saying hi to you. UK magazine or UK magazine put me on the front cover of their mic drop magazine. Um, and then I've been interviewed in the UK. So I'm really happy with everyone that's coming forward. And I it's internet is amazing. Social media is amazing. None of this would have ever been anywhere if it wasn't for social media. So yeah, thank you all. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Thank you again. We'll wrap this up and everybody have a great week. Hasta la next time. Andale. Yeehaw. My thanks again to Dianya for having the bravery and courage to come on this podcast and telling her life story. Uh, perhaps her story can help somebody that might be listening to this episode and uh, might be going through the same thing. As always, I do encourage everybody to rate this podcast. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as other major platforms. The more you rate, uh, the more chances this podcast has on reaching more ears out there. And if you have any questions or comments, uh, please send them to hangrymexicanpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's hangrymexicanpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and uh, I would love to perhaps feature some of those uh, questions or comments in a later episode. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And until next time, good night, good luck.